ओम ज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शलाकाय On this sacred day, the celebration of the appearance of Lord Krishna in this world, in this most sacred place in an otherwise not at all sacred land, we offer. Chaitanya Ananda Das Brahmachari, who has already uh, dedicated his life in the service of the sacred parampara of Gauri Vaishnava Acharyas, we offer him on their behalf that gift which they have given, the mantra diksha that he would chant. Mantras in glorification of them, in supplication to them for further purification in material society, Navanashram society. The Brahmana is the highest position, is respected by all. But Vaishnava is more than a Brahmana. Vaishnava automatically includes the position of a Brahmana. The two terms are actually interchangeable. If we see the root meaning of the words Vaishnava and Brahmana, the two terms are interchangeable. Because Brahma Janatiti Brahmana. One who knows Brahma the supreme principle is known as a Brahmana. And Vaishnav means Vishnu Iti Devata Asya Vaishnava. Vaishnav means one who recognizes Vishnu as this as his worshipable Lord. So Srila Prabhupada discusses this in his introduction to the Srimad Bhagavatam by saying that the, the concept of God and the concept of the Absolute Truth are not on the same level. The Absolute Truth is generally considered impersonal and God means the Supreme Person. But one who knows the Supreme Truth in full knows that Krishna is the Supreme Brahman as Arjuna who certainly knows Krishna addressed him. Param Brahma you are the Supreme please wash your hand and don't put it on your mouth I'll speak a little bit about that later if you remind me as part of Brahminical duties so, uh, Arjuna glorified Krishna as Param Brahma. This means that in understanding of Brahma, there are various levels. What, what is generally called the Brahmavadi is attached to the impersonal aspect of the Supreme, which is not different. The, the, all these three aspects, Brahma, Paramatma, and Bhagavan, they are Advayagya. They are all different aspects 
of the supreme truth. Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavan. Vadanti Tattadavidas Tattvam Yatsgyanamantriyam Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavamiti Shabhyate. The one non-dual uh, absolute truth, supreme tattva, in which all other tattvas or phenomena rest, is known as impersonal Brahma, localized Paramatma, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this impersonal Brahma, which is the uh, knowing which one can become a Brahmana, or one is known as a Brahmana, that rests on Krishna. Brahmano hi Pratishta. Krishna is the basis of the impersonal Brahma. So, although I just said that Brahmana and a Vaishnava, these two terms are synonymous, one may be a Brahmana, not a complete Brahmana, but the beginning level Brahmana, by knowing the absolute truth, impersonal. But full Brahmana means Vaishnava. So Brahmanatva, or the status of being a Brahmana, is included in Vaishnava, the status of being a Vaishnava. Although one can be, if one is a Vaishnava, he must be a Brahmin. If one is Brahmin, one is not necessarily a Vaishnava. So then we may wonder then why, if someone's already accepted as a Vaishnava by chanting the Hare Krishna mantra, why do we award Brahminical initiation? Actually, this Brahminical initiation means uh, awarding Brahma Gayatri Mantra, the Gayatri Mantra by which the Supreme Absolute Truth is worshipped. That is misunderstood to be worship of the sun or for those on a lower level of adhika or eligibility. This Brahma Gayatri Mantra is considered to be supplication to the sun god. But it's Brahma Gayatri, it's supplication to the Supreme Truth, who is uh, worshipped by the Sun God as Surya Narayana. So the, the Brahma Gayatri mantra is given, and various Pancharatric mantras, which are also known as Gayatri, because one meaning of Gayatri is that which is chanted three times a day, so they're chanted in various other mantras. There, there are many such mantras, but Srila Prabhupada has given us, as his Guru Dev, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta gave us, the, uh, or gave to him mantras for worshipping Guru, worshipping mantras for worshipping Goranga, and mantras for worshipping Gopijandavallava, Krishna. So these are are mantras with bij syllables which they invoke the potency of the mantra. But still, these mantras, uh, they are specific mantras, but the, the mantra the all-encompassing mantra is Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare Hare. 
Prabhu Kahi, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Kahi Lam, Emaha Mantra, Eha Japa Gyashabe Kahi Nibanda, Eha Hoite Sarava Siddhi Hoibeshava Sharva Khan, Kahananda Dinahya. He said, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that I spoke the Maha Mantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And I told you this is what is the Maha Mantra. Now everyone should chant this. Following a vow, following the regulated principles. And just by doing this, everyone can achieve all perfection. So therefore everyone should incessantly chant this Maha Mantra. And nothing else is required. So then we may ask them, why why this Brahmin initiation? Uh, generally we think that Brahminically initiated devotee is of a better status than that of Harinamashrita, those who have taken Harinam. Which generally we can say that's true because one who is initiated as a Brahmin and is following that means that it's recognized that they've taken the holy name seriously. They've taken their Harinam initiation seriously and they're being awarded other mantras. Although intrinsically, the holy, the holy names of Krishna and the chanting is complete and perfect for Sarva Siddhi, for achieving all perfection. However, there are many other regulations given by the Acharyas which help us in our spiritual life. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Kariye Nivanda, following Chanda Mahamantra, following the rules and regulations. So there are many other rules and regulations which help us to, be, to become steady in our chanting. The, the Mahamantra chanting, this is the way in Kali Yoga. But the other rules and regulations of devotional service also help us to advance. And although in Kali Yuga the deity worship is not the Yuga Dharma, but it's also recommended that devotees engage in deity worship in a simple way, so as to help them focus their attention on Krishna, to develop the service attitude to Krishna, to develop their relationship with Krishna. So, Brahminical initiation is required for deity worship. And that is generally not offered to beginners in devotional service, unless they have some Brahminical background. You want to sit on a chair, you have trouble sitting. Like this, we're going to be some more minutes. If you want to sit on a chair in the meantime, you can do it. In chanting the holy names, it's a very simple process. There is consideration of offense, but the process itself is very simple. Whereas in deity worship, some Brahminical culture is required. So, sometimes Brahminical initiation is offered along with Harina. Sometimes, not very often. Sometimes it's for, 
for persons who are raised in Brahminical culture, there may be some cases were not suitable to immediately award them Brahminical initiation. In some cases, Prabhupada did it and Srila Bhaktisiddhanta and Sarasura Thakur did it also. They just give Harinam, Brahminical initiation, sannyas all at once. Or very soon. Just Harinam and Brahmin initiation, then shortly afterwards, sannyas. So persons are exceptionally qualified, but we don't. In the Western countries, we, we, I don't think Prabhupada ever did this to anyone in the West. He did it in India, where you find people, but just by their, their cultural background, they're very advanced. When Prabhupada was, he wanted to give Kiyachor Gopinath Prabhu Sanyas, he'd been, he come to Prabhupada less than a year previously. And Tamal Krishna said, how can you give him? Is he just a new man? Prabhupada said, he's more qualified than you. From previous life. <laughs> so I heard. That's Bhakti Chalaswami. So, there may be cases like that, but in general, not. Some training is required. That Harinam is given, chant Hare Krishna and become uh, purified and, and learn about this philosophy. Then Brahminical initiation can be offered. Now it may be very surprising to our friends from India. It certainly was when Prabhupada started doing this that people from the West are being given Brahminical initiation. Because in India it was it was very strict. Only someone born in a Brahmin family can be considered a Brahmana. Although that's not Exactly according to Shastra in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna states, Chaturvanyam Maya Srishtam Guna Karma Vibhakasha. That I created this Vanashram system this morning we're talking about Yadayadahi Dharmasa Glanihi. Whenever there is a decline in religions and dharma, so then Krishna goes on to explain what is that dharma? Chaturvanyam Maya Srishtam Guna Karma Vibhakasha. The Vanashram system. So Krishna says that the varnas, that means from the bottom, Shudra, Vaishna, Vaishya, Kshatriya, and Brahmana, they are divided according to guna, the quality of the person, and the karma, and his propensity or ability for work. It is not mentioned Janma. It's not according to birth, although generally it's expected that one who is born of Brahmana parents and raised in that culture will have Brahminical inclination. That's generally expected, although it's not always true. Even in ancient times we find that Rishabdev had a hundred sons of the first. Rishabdev, the Supreme Lord acting as a Kshatriya, his first nine sons were Brahmanas. And the rest were Kshatriyas. There are many such cases. And we find in the modern age with the breakdown of Brahminical culture in India, there are many reasons for that. I've discussed that briefly in this book, The Message to the Youth of India, and also in that glimpses of traditional Indian life. We find people with Brahminical names like Dikshit, Vyas, Chaturvedi, Trivedi, Dvivedi, Chakravati. 
Pujari, Purohit, there are so many names by which you can recognize this. Brahmana, Sharma, of course. Sharma, Shukla. But not acting as Brahmanas. Someone may be born in a Brahmin family, very proudly say, I'm working for a multinational company. Working means by vritti, by occupation. By karma, one is accepted the role of a shudra if one is employed by others. So, generally it's thought that one has to be born in a Brahmin family to be a Brahmana. But practically speaking, at the present time, we see that most persons born in Brahmana families in India, due to circumstances or whatever, are not acting as Brahmanas. Brahmana means Brahmajana Titi Brahmana, or spiritual knowledge. Brahma also means the Vedic literature, so Brahmanas are supposed to know the Vedas. That's why we have these names, Vivedi, Trivedi, Chaturvedi, those who know two Vedas, or three Vedas, or four Vedas. But now we find born in a Brahmin family, but they they know the uh, they know computer software how to write it. They have intelligence, but it's not utilized for understanding Vedic knowledge. But Brahmanas are required in human society to give spiritual guidance. That is, there are three kinds. There are three levels of Brahmanas. They all are, they're understood by how they blow. So the, the one level of Brahmana, he's blowing the fire for cooking. If one is to cook for the Lord, then fire is required. If one is to cook for the Lord, one, one should be a Brahmana. Not anyone. You just can't pull some street sweeper and have him. He might be a good cook, but he's not qualified to cook for the Lord. The Brahmana is required. So he's blowing the fire to make. So he's blowing. Another one is next stage, a little higher, blowing the conch. He's the temple priest. And then next, he's blowing. Vedic sounds in the ear of the disciple. So these are different occupations for the Brahman of cooking, deity worship, and giving spiritual instruction. So particularly for giving spiritual instruction in society, there is a great need for Brahmanas. Because society at the present time is more devoid of spiritual knowledge than at any other time. And that's why we see there, there are so many bizarre ideas floating around in the name of spiritual life. There are so many, in India it's like a big cooking pot of all kinds of bizarre soups in the name of spiritual life. All kinds of weird things which could not flourish if there was actual spiritual life being propagated. There's so many bogus things. It, it is just like uh, there's so many. There's Sai Baba, and now this this uh, Asharam Baba, and so so many bogus things. What, what is this? Ravi Shankar is very popular now. 
These people could not have flourished if there was if there was Brahminical culture was alive in India, but it's it stopped. No one could accept these bogus people as God, but now they do because there's no proper teaching. And what to speak of in the Western countries is there's not even a trace of Brahminical culture. So this is required. Brahmanas who will uh, teach spiritual knowledge for the benefit of society, worship the deities so that other devotees can take advantage of that and others can learn how the Supreme Lord should be worshipped. So a Vaishnav, because he's dedicated to Vishnu, is in one sense automatically a Brahmana. But one who's actually qualified to teach and worship the deity is formally recognized as a Brahmana. So that others can recognize this person is expected to set the highest standard of behavior. And this person is competent to teach and this person is authorized to worship the deity. So Brahmana should have knowledge of Shastra so that he can teach others and he should be aware of Brahminical culture. This is lacking very much in our Iskon society at the present time. Of course, the basic Brahminical culture and the highest part of Brahminical culture is to worship Krishna and to accept, to chant the holy name. So that is there. But the details of Brahminical culture, to date, uh, our devotees, especially in the Western countries, haven't imbibed that. So now we have Bhakti Shastri courses, which is very good for training devotees in the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, but one should also, there are so many details of Brahminical culture, especially cleanliness. We tend to think, well, if, 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 if we wash something, it's clean, but there are so many things, just as devotees putting their hands on their mouths, which automatically renders you unclean, and then, then you put your hands on your bead and you touch it to Bhagavad Gita, and in this way, make offenses, actually. So, the Brahminical standard of cleanliness is something which is unknown in the Western countries. Prabhupada wanted to teach that in Gurukul and said that it should be revolutionary clean. Introducing Brahminical culture in the Western world is a revolution. People don't have no idea of this. It's Prabhupada. He once noted that our devotees they're supposed to be. He, he disparagingly noticed some devotees that they'd taken prasadam but they didn't clean up afterwards. And then, and then Prabhupada asked, he said, Oh, someone will come and clean after some time. Prabhupada said, This is not Brahminical culture. As soon as you finish, you should be immediately clean. Not someone comes after one hour, two hours. I'm just giving this as an example that uh, there is a very high standard of cleanliness and behavior that is required. I hope 
that within it'll be minimum one year and I hope maximum two years that I, I have an extensive book on Vaishnav etiquette, culture and behavior which I've mostly written but it just needs finishing but I decided to finish this Bhaktisiddhanta book first and I didn't realize it was going to be such a big project so anyway I'll finish that and hopefully that, that should become the those those who are interested in really being Brahmins, they can learn what it means. What are all the different details of Brahminical culture? So, that's another phase to come. Practically, how to live as a, as a perfect human being. To give guidance to others. We're talking about Vedic culture. Vedic culture means Brahminical culture. That the, the, the one way of classifying Kshatriyas, Vaishyas, and Shudras is that they all follow Brahminical culture, but to a lesser extent. They, they have less ability or inclination to follow. I wrote that book, Glimpses of Traditional Indian Life. There's so much culture. I, I, I found in, among different people in India and Bangladesh. In Bangladesh, we are mostly are moving in because, due to various historical and political reasons, the, the large population of the Hindu, the, the large numbers of the Hindu population left in Bangladesh after so many migrated and got killed are what are called Nama Shudras. They're, they're lower than Shudras. They're not even caste Hindus, but they have so much culture. So we can just imagine how much the, the Brahmanas had. So the Vedic culture is Brahminical culture. Everyone followed, the Brahmanas set the standard. So Prabhupada seeing that there's a need all over the world for teaching Krishna consciousness, which is based on Brahminical culture. Brahminical culture is, is the basis in which Krishna consciousness can grow very nicely. So seeing the lack of Brahmanas as an emergency, Prabhupada wrote, it's required that all over the world persons be inducted as Brahmanas so that they can take up the responsibility of teaching Krishna consciousness. Teaching means by precept and by practice also, that people can see that these are perfect human beings. They're not dedicating their life for ephemeral and insignificant goals, but they have they set their sights on Vishnu, Om Tad Vishnu, Paramam Padam Sada, Pashanti Surya, or Divira Chakshara, the saintly persons, they, they set their sights on Vishnu. So Brahmana is one who knows Brahman, he knows the topmost Brahmana, knows Krishna as the supreme truth, and lives in this world very practically. A Brahmana is not a, a dreamy philosopher, but he's a teacher of human society. He's involved in human society. He helps others to make progress on the religious path. 
So his eyes are set on Vishnu, on the supreme goal, and he practices sadhana for achieving the supreme goal of Krishna consciousness. At the same time, he's a very practical person, able to help others to advance toward that goal. So Chaitanya Ananda Prabhu is helping others to advance toward that goal by distributing Srila Prabhupada's books. This is not a... Well, it depends on the conscious. It can be a Vaisha activity. Selling is a Vaisha activity, but distributing spiritual knowledge is a Brahminical activity. Brahman, uh, distributing spiritual knowledge and accepting Dakshina, accepting donations, which the Brahmana uses for the service of the Lord. That is, if one has the attitude of selling for making money, then it becomes, it's not such a spiritual activity. But one should know that this is a, one should consider this as a purely spiritual activity to benefit others. And we're not, we're not begging people for money, but really we want their souls. How much do you want? How much do you want to take from them? You give your whole soul. But if you're not prepared to give your soul, give your whole life. You may ask, how much do you want? We want all your money, every all your life savings, and we want you also to come and fully surrender to Krishna. But as we realize you're not ready for that, so you can just give small donation, just a token donation. That's all. This is for your benefit. We, we, are not, we are not benefiting. It's not for our, we're not taking this for any personal reason, but to benefit you. So the more you give, the more Krishna will be pleased. Of course, people, they don't understand all these things, so we don't necessarily say this, but we are beggars begging, please give your life to Krishna. So that is the function of a Brahmana preacher, Chaitanya Ananda Prabhu. is doing that and we request him to continue with that. And both in practice and precept to be a genuine Vaishnava Brahmana. That requires, also we have to see what are the qualities of a Brahmana mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. What are they? Please tell. Shamodama. Then, what's the next one? You do a lot of it in Finland in the winter. Tapa. Shocham. Kshantihi. Arjavam Evaja. Gyanam Vigyanam Astikyam Brahma Kama Svabhavajam. Learn this verse. A brahmana should be peaceful in his mind, not because his senses are under control, therefore he's tolerant of very, the various difficult conditions which arise within this world. So he controls the mind, controls the senses, practices austerities, not useless austerities like sitting on beds of nails, but accepts whatever difficulties are required in the service of Krishna. He's very clean internally and externally. 
very tolerant, doesn't become upset over trifles. Arjavam, straightforward in his behavior, no hidden agenda, not duplicitous. Jnanam, you should have spiritual knowledge and vijnanam, practically how to apply that. And astikya, firm faith in the Vedic literature and the object of the Vedic literature, Krishna. So these are the qualities for Brahmana. So please seriously consider how to develop them and be a perfect representative of the Acharya Parampara who have so kindly accepted us into their service. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Hare.